Welcome to Into the Fire. I'm Duncan. And I'm Kate. And we're here to talk about life. The good, the bad, and the ugly. So come join the conversation. Well, welcome back to Into the Fire. And today, Duncan, we've got some amazing friends, but not only friends, really lovers of Jesus, sold out for the kingdom. Come on. Phil and Heather Warren. Revivalists. Revivalists, yes. yes. Phil and Heather, it's so good to have you with us. You are so welcome. Well, thanks very much. It's wonderful to be here. Oh. We love you guys so much. It's so good to be here. <laughs> so good to be with you. Come on. And you are here. This has uh-huh. almost been like an annual pilgrimage, apart from last year with the pandemic and all the, the borders being locked down. But you're actually from the island of Jersey. Now, many of our listeners are in North America and they're thinking, New Jersey? <laughs> you're actually from the original Jersey, old Jersey, as we say, which is a, a small island in the, between England and France in the English Channel. And you are taking the island for Jesus. Boy, aren't they? Absolutely. This tiny island, nine by five miles, wow. with 100,000 people on it. And that is our heart's desire. That on. Every single one knows Jesus. Yeah. So amazing. Phil, you know, you're an Anglican vicar. Hmm. <laughs> I am. And you lead an amazing <laughs> parish. Is it two parishes or one? It's one parish. parish one parish with two churches. Two. Ch- that's it. One yeah. mar- One parish. Two churches. St Lawrence and St Matt's, mm. on the island of Jersey. Mm. How in the world did a revivalist, passionate, radical worship leader end up becoming <laughs> and physical education teacher? Weren't you? Yeah. I yes. Was, um... How did you become an Anglican vicar? <laughs> I've been asking them myself that for many years. You know, um, I think when I really came to faith at the age of eighteen, I kind of said, "God, I'll do anything for yeah. you, but go in the Anglican Church." <laughs> oh. <Literally. laughs> I'll go anywhere in the world, but uh, partly because I grew up in that setting. My dad was an amazing Anglican vicar, um, but also I was just really hungry and excited to see what God was doing and the way that he was moving and Mm. movements like the Vineyard Church and others at the time seemed to be where it was happening. Mm. So to go into the Anglican Church really was the last thing on our hearts and minds. We were teachers at the time and uh, yeah, really just hungry for God, but did not expect that to happen at all. And then comes the call. Now, Heather, <laughs> this is where we need to just bring you in because you had you grew up just longing to marry a vicar, didn't you? <laughs> that was one of the things I didn't want to do. <laughs> <laughs> so for both of us, this was like a real, this has to be of you, Lord, because this is not something mm. that has been driven by us. Yeah. And I think the thing was, we were, we were already very hungry. God, you know, we were hungry for the supernatural. We were hungry for the move of God. We'd had um, encounters of things, but nothing like what was yet to come for yes. us wow. in that yeah. time. And, um, and, and so that calling into the Anglican church was just like, whoa, God, you know, the Anglican church has much good in it. There's much yeah. gold, but not 
as many churches are open to the Holy Spirit or the mm. move of the Holy Spirit that we were hungry for. So we're like, Lord, mm. we want to be obedient to what you're calling us to do. But please, can we go to a church where we can just walk in what we feel is yeah. happening? So, yeah, it was quite quite a time, quite a journey. But, you know, when you've said yes to Jesus, yeah. you have to yeah. say yes to whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm glad that we've gone on the path that we have gone on. Yeah, because you literally had trained as teachers, mm-hmm. worked as career te- teachers, mm-hmm. And then God calls you to Bible school yeah. and you have to relocate with your family mm. and um, train. T- yeah. Tell us. I mean, we sold our house, uh, which we had just spent three years doing up and mm. you know, thought it was our forever house. Um, we yeah. went, left our friends mm. and community that actually Heather had grown up in and we knew really well mm. to go to a place we moved into a house that was damp and grey and just everything about it actually mm. was really costly, really wow. painful. Wow. And I, I actually I still remember the journey from our home that we left up the highway, uh, the, 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 the M1 that we call in the UK. Yeah. And I think you stopped crying around about three quarters of the journey just before we moved into this place Uh, but we knew it was of god Mm. it was painful Mm. it was costly yeah we really were feeling like we'd given up everything stripped of everything we both had really good jobs and Mm. uh great career prospects and just had to lay everything down yeah and it felt like we were completely surrendered and broken Mm. wow uh, as we went to college how old were you at that time? And did you have any children? Uh, we were 30. And wow. Had Sanna. Oh, no, 32. You so were had, 32 years old. Yeah, mm. had Sanna and Emily. Um, they were little. Wow. One yeah. of four, probably. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Isn't that extraordinary, honey? That yeah. They would give up their careers, mm-hmm. their home. Yeah. And children aged one and four and go off to Bible yeah. college and train to be an Anglican vicar. And they did it for Jesus. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, oh, I guess gosh. that was evidence of your walk of faith and your yeah. your walk with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Because it got better after that, yeah. didn't it, Phil? Please, yeah. please yeah, tell our audience yeah, that you didn't does. stay in that horrible house forever. No, we were there for two years. <laughs> <laughs> we oh, like, I'm feeling sorry for you. A very long time, and, and of course it gets better. And you know the thing about it, the step of faith is you can only take the next step. Mm. Wow! So it so it took a long time in terms of us to appreciate that actually we would not be forever in this broken state and mm. uh, really yeah. wondering, God, what on earth are you doing with mm. us? And uh, mm. and actually the amazing thing is, is that when he, if he like, clears you out and brings you to your knees, you know he's going to raise you up Come for on. something that's strong mm. and good and wow. beautiful and lovely. And we've often said, if we knew back then what we know now, mm how different it yeah. would have been in terms of the journey. But that's yeah. the journey. You'd and have you don't know gone it. up screaming with yeah. hooping and hollering for joy <laughs> all the way up the motorway. <laughs> As opposed to, yeah. I'm not doing it. Yeah. yeah. But you know in the Bible when it talks about the Lord will order your steps. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. it is God reveals it step by step. Yeah. And it's like, and there has to be that honing. There mm. has to be that giving up. And yes, we'd given up community and things like that. But God... God took us there and we were like, well, this is where we are. 
So we're going to, we have a choice. We can either remain miserable or we can just throw ourselves into yeah. everything that God has. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get involved in college life and, you know, the groups and, and make the best of it. And then, and just keep praying, Lord, you know, our hearts, you know, yeah. what you've put inside mm. us, you know, that we were, we were clearly pursuing the kingdom and the supernatural, even mm. if we didn't understand it, we'd had some encounters of things, but, and then, and mm. then. Phil got the job as the curate and and thankfully that church was open to the Holy Spirit. Mm. And from there, that's when we had our first trip to Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we met you. Come on, bring and, us into yeah. that. Like, yeah. Was how, that, yeah no. Where were you at the time? Yeah. When, which church did you move to after you'd finished your training? So I did a curacy, which is like an assistant pastor's mm-hmm. role right. in Rygate, which mm-hmm. is near uh, Gatwick in the yeah, south, uh, of south of London. And it's for three years. Uh, we, as part of the uh, the diocese program, you're 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 basically encouraged to go somewhere, and they put us there. And as Heather said, it was a large church. It was open to the Holy Spirit, mm. um, and it's where the, the the vicar at the time, wow. um, who had been impacted uh, mm. by the whole revival movement and Toronto said we've got to go to Toronto mm. and and I think we'd heard a lot about it <laughs> yeah but had not tasted Whoa. so that first time 2002 January yeah. 2002 yeah it's like what have we come to it's like <laughs> everything we're seeing and experiencing is something that we've both hungered for yeah. for so many years Whoa. and as Heather said we'd had experiences here and there of the Holy Spirit but then to be in that group of people yeah. that were on fire. Yeah. I mean, I didn't understand what the fire of God was all about. Yeah. And we were we just did tasting. We did. <laughs> <laughs> and to say we came back changed and transformed is like, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Never the same. Oh. Wow. So that you actually attended the pastors leader and leaders mm-hmm. conference. Yeah. And then it became like almost an annual tradition and really, that's when we got to know well, you. Well, that's that's here because uh, I think the first moment we, you and I, that met wasn't them, was, that was a kind of fun mm-hmm. moment. I'd love to hear from <laughs> Heather on that. So we'd met you very briefly, introduced by my sister and her yeah. husband in two thousand and two. Then we'd moved to Jersey, where Phil became, as you say, Duncan Vicar of St Lawrence and St Matthews, and that church was open to the Holy Spirit and they mm. there was you know and they were keen to come so we took a we came with some of our team didn't we to Toronto that would have been January of 2005 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, as we were going my sister said oh send Duncan and Kate my love well, yeah because I went to university with yeah. your sister Anna yeah. so, so you were already good friends yeah. and there was a that relationship between you all so but you know conference you guys were busy, you know, yeah. you're, you're, you know, you're ministering, packed. you're praying for people, you've got meetings lined up. And so the opportunity never really arose to, you know, come up out the blue and say, hi, my sister sends her love. <laughs> <laughs> you know, move over people you're praying for. I just want to say hi. Um, but on the last, on the last night, there were the fire tunnels um, going on, which we were just like, great. Yeah. I think we went through every single one. We were, we were, we're going to get everything. You're going to get can. it all. Yeah, no, you know, you, you guys you, have always been so hungry, hungry <laughs> and keen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, and I, I'd come out of one of the fire tunnels, and I saw you, Duncan, walking through with your coat on, and I thought, oh, well, you're not ministering to someone now. You're probably 
keen to go home, but I could just go up to you. So I came running up and said, oh, hi, Duncan. Sorry to just, you know, halt you. You won't know who I am. I was going to say, I'm Heather, I'm Anna's sister, which is when Duncan went, I know who you are. You're Heather, you're Anna's sister. And with that, did what only Duncan can do, (laughs) bongooed me. And I'm then at the floor looking up at this six foot four tall guy and my sister sends her love. <laughs> it's so funny because he went so got hit so hard yeah. by the power of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, as she goes down in the way that only Heather can, she just manages a, a little squeal in a squeaky voice. And my sister sends her love. As she goes down, just electrocuted in the Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah. it was this priceless yeah. moment. Yeah. And I, I sort of hanging on to my leg. And I remember too, I think, you know, we were probably going home to relieve a babysitter at the time. Uh, but, you know, I think that moment went on for quite a long time. Mm. And, you know, Heather, you were really overcome by the power of God. Oh, my oh definitely. You, you were as we would say, drunk in the Holy yeah, Spirit. definitely. And, and I don't was, know if that was first time for you or whether that was actually a, a beginning to be a pattern for you where you could really feel and sense the Holy Spirit. I think it had happened a number of times and from the, from the first time we'd come to Toronto. But I think what happened then is we then came to speak to you again the next day. It was a Sunday and, yeah. you know, I was going to connect with Abby and chat yeah. with Abby. And, um, and Kate, it was you. I remember manifesting in front of you and you said, do you know what's happening there? And I was like, uh, Holy Spirit's <laughs> touching me. <laughs> and you said... He's actually asking you to impart to someone else in this moment. So then the two of you were explaining to us about impartation and how, you know, you don't just like gently touch one. You you give it a bit of thought, you know, like, you know, yeah. Pray the fire. You get your God. will behind you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so Duncan was demonstrating with that our team were flying all over the place. <laughs> one of them ended up like under under a chair. Wow. And um, and then uh, yeah, so we were really we were really really impacted at that point. And then I can remember you saying, um, "I've got to go, um, but email me. My email is this." And I'm, I was like, I remember lying there thinking, oh, "How am I going to remember this? Yeah, I can't even. I'm just in this amazing place <laughs> with Jesus, and I'm completely flattened on the floor. I'm not going to remember your email." But that oh. was that day when Phil had his encounter of the fire of God. Oh, Phil, tell us that about moment. that. I'd forgotten about that, but it's come back to me now. That was yeah, epic. It was. <laughs> because actually, a fellow sportsman athlete that we mm-hmm. are, actually, I remember you using the analogy. It's like when you kick a ball at the goal, you don't just tap it. Yeah. You give it a great boot. And you something, yeah. as you did that, you went mm. boom. And I flew back. I, I don't know how, but my head ended up underneath the chair. Yeah, you uh, you went flat, flying. flat out, and then yeah. really for the next two hours, I was burning, and mm. the increasing fire mm. was just it covered my whole body. I remember it kind mm. of starting with my arms, and like, what is this, Lord? And just the fire wow. burning, and yet mm. he was just the Holy Spirit just say, stay, stay, rest, rest, and then it kind of just grabbed my body mm. and it was like flames were burning up from within wow. and coming out and just my whole body Whoa. was just 
covered in this flame. And it, it, it actually, I mean, you had to go back to the hotel with the team to pack because we were leaving that day. Yeah. Uh, and I'm still flat out. Mm. And uh, another uh, chap from Jersey stayed uh, yeah. with me. Yeah. Um, I think at the time you had the Spanish service that was starting. Oh, yeah, that's right. We in the afternoon. <laughs> uh, apparently some kids, as they were kind of prepping, were kicking, <laughs> kicking a football over my body. And I'm in this far. Wow, shaking. And honestly, it got wow. to the point where I said, God, I'm going to die if this mm. increases anymore. Wow, I, Phil. I, I felt like my whole body mm. was mm. going to combust. Mm. I couldn't take any more. And at the point I said, Holy Spirit, I cannot take wow. any more. It Goodness slowly gracious. just started to settle. But wow. it took the whole journey wow. home back to Jersey. <laughs> wow. And next couple of days, I was like... Still vibrating in the power of the Holy Spirit. In the power of the Holy hey, Spirit. I'm amazed amazing. they let him on the plane, yeah. you know, because wow. he really yeah. was like... I, I just wow. couldn't stop. And Whoa. actually it came about where we'd been at the conference and I'd come to the conference saying, God, I want to know your power, that your fire. And it's like... The conference was amazing, you know, wonderful yeah. worship, beautiful encounters. Yeah. But it's like I just hadn't had that far experience. Mm. Yeah. And on that mm. Sunday morning, um, just saying, God, okay, this is yeah. your last chance <laughs> type thing. Yeah. You know, I really want to know your power. And again, you know, nothing really happened. And actually, at the end of the service, I said, you know what, God, this has been amazing. I'm at peace. You know, I've, I've asked and mm. I'm at peace and mm. I'm really ready to go home. And then... <laughs> we bump into you guys <laughs> and uh, oh. have that incredible experience. Wow. Yeah. And pray more, Lord, because I'd learned more. that from John yeah. Arnott. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but well, Phil was yeah. asking me to stop praying more. But it's just like, I'm just, yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was intense. Yeah. 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 Well, I think that the, the, those encounters have really marked mm. your life yeah. and ministry yeah. in your church in Jersey. And I remember then, you know, we became friends in the Holy Spirit. Mm. And there's something very powerful mm. when we become friends with different people, when we see not only their hunger, but their heart for the supernatural and, uh, and, for, and for God. Yeah. You know, it's like, I'm all in Jesus. You know, yeah. when you meet another person that says, I'm all in Jesus, there's something very attractive in the kingdom yeah. um, about those relationships that he brings together and you know we went yeah. on a friendship journey and you invited us to come to your church mm. and we hosted our international leader school of ministry which was our five-day revival experience cool. school mm -hmm. and it was dynamic mm. and so many of your church mm. were they attended for the whole five days. And I remember your church just being transformed. And, and yeah. other churches. Yeah. And other churches the around yeah. the island. Yeah. But, you know, um, many, well, many people from different Anglican churches on the island. And other churches. And too. other yeah. churches yeah. too. But, you know, thinking particularly about the Holy Spirit coming to a denominational church. But, you know, tell us, how did your experiences lead us? How how did that end up blending in and, you know, as part of your leadership duties in, in your church? How did you bring that fire to the church? I think the thing is when, when we talked about the leader school coming to Jersey, 
rightly so, you said, but you need to attend one first. So mm. we Phil did a trip to Malawi with Duncan. Yeah. Oh, wow. school, <laughs> and we Gosh, attended our, our own leader school up mm. in Lytham St. Anne's in Blackpool. Right. And now I have to say yeah. that was one mm. of the most life-changing, mm. life-enhancing weeks from the healing healing that took place through it, through the revelation, mm. through the encounters, but also just falling in love with Jesus to a way that mm. we hadn't, and understanding the mm. Father's love, the mm. Father heart of God, mm. obviously going through all the different sessions there were, and the deliverance and then the filling to, mm -hmm. you know, to go. And so we came back mm. from that different and Often it's, you know, that saying, isn't it, by the fruit you're known mm. and people could yeah. see something in us. I remember, and this is what had started us on our journey way, way back was when our friends had gone to something in the UK and came back different. And we were like, we want what they've got. Wow. You know, there's yeah. something more to this. Yeah. There's more about yeah. God. There's more about church. Yeah. And um, and so when we'd done our own leader school, people could see that. Our leaders could see. And so that's when, and I think that was why as well, so many were yeah. wanting to do it because mm. they could see what happened to us. They could see the change that happened because it wasn't just a mild change. It's like we'd gone, mm -hmm. you know, shifted through those yeah. gears. Amazing. And um, and so you came to Jersey and, and did that school. And so it was like it, it gathered our leaders. So from there, it's like mm -hmm. you had come and deposited more gold in in them in the island and then you came back i think the year after and we did a second school but mm. we also did the ilsom too for those yeah. who had done it so there was like an impetus to that mm. and just as a church we then sat down and said right so what are we going to do from here yeah you know how yeah. are we going to yeah. steward this mm -hmm. how are we going to partner with it how are we going to let you know you don't just you don't just do a conference or do a school it has to be for a reason yeah uh, as in it will help you on your journey yeah so, so we sat down so with our good. leadership didn't we yeah. and we were like let's set this up from yeah from here yeah i love it well mm. you know our podcast as you know is called into the fire mm. and it's a double entendre mm. because you know we're all hungry for the fire of god mm. but what we've discovered kate and i in our own journey is that sometimes the fire of God leads us into fiery trials mm -hmm. and we end up into the fire, but a different kind of fire than yeah. what we yeah. thought. And of course it happened to Jesus. You know, he was baptized at the river Jordan. And then it says that the Holy spirit led him into the wilderness mm -hmm. where he was tempted. Yeah. And it wasn't until after his temptation that he, you know, in which he conquered three gigantic, temptations mm. of humanity that satan has has tempted human beings from the beginning mm. that he uh, that jesus beat satan's temptations and then came back led in the holy spirit mm -hmm. you know phil heather you too have had your share of fairy fiery trials mm. and that and this fire that the holy spirit gave you you've walked in that mm pillar of fire mm -hmm. both of you in the most amazing yeah. way stewarded it in the mm -hmm. most amazing way but you've also had some real challenges mm -hmm. in the island of jersey mm -hmm. you yeah. know actually i mean as you've spoken dyke it's, it's it almost seems that you have kind of prophetically mm -hmm. revealed to me actually something about the trials and the temptations because there probably have been, well there have been three main trials and temptations wow 
I'm normally accidentally prophetic, Phil. So it's just like my spirit is kind of like, oh my goodness, it's like because it it seems like we really are coming out of like wilderness into the fullness of ministry mm. and yes, we're excited are. about mm. really going back and just hearing you say that it's like my spirit is just jumping because mm. I'm seeing those different challenges and trials that we were kind of put mm. through and we've mm. been in Jersey for 18 years and you know for many years you're kind of wondering you know God, what is this about you know we yeah. we want to faithfully steward your presence your power your love they're the vision statements over our church yeah we want to see your kingdom come we want to see people who really healed up and we've yeah. seen amazing miracles yeah. uh, along the way and yet we seem to be hammered mm. and mm. there were three main ones that really uh, challenged leadership and if you like the challenge our structure yeah. uh, and who we are but we've just in the most amazing way god has brought us through it mm. yeah. and he's so faithful and yeah. just looking back we're just so uh i'm so grateful for what we've learned and yeah. the fact that we've held on yeah and yeah. really seen him come through for us in amazing ways yeah he's been very faithful and you know phil some of our audience might not be aware that when when you become an anglican vicar you not only have a duty of care to all your parishioners, mm. whether they attend your church or not, there's a number of people that are in the parish, but you also have civic duties and responsibilities <laughs> that actually I think at the moment, you know, we as the church are getting back to being a blessing to our city Come on. and providing yeah. solutions for our city as the church. Whereas, you know, there's been, you know, an absence perhaps where the church has stepped back and let the government or the, the social programs take things on. But that part of your life has, mm. has never separated in the Anglican church. There's there's a duty of care that yeah. you have. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that has looked like for you? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm reminded and byways. every Sunday <laughs> um, there's a plaque that says who are the the rectors, the former rectors of the church. And it goes back to 1189. Wow. 1189. And it was the 1204 Magna Carta that really kind of established Jersey as coming under the crown, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, under the queen, well, is now under the crown. And that relationship of church and state was built all those years ago. And so some of the duties I have are to do with care of the roads. I'm Mm. on the roads committee. (laughs) 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 Um, Which is is interesting. Those blackberry brambles are a little overgrown. We've got to cut them back, folks. We've got to cut them back for the cars. Can I interject? Because (laughs) anyone that has never been to the UK or the Channel Islands, because we hadn't been to this gorgeous Mm. little island, the roads are very narrow. Yeah. And it's hard to believe that you can get two cars passing each other and the hedges are very tall. So the visibility is almost nil. Yeah. So part of your duty, I understand, Phil, is that you've got to make sure that the hedges and the trees are not growing into this already narrow road. Yeah. I mean, essentially, as rector of the parish, and we have about 6,000 people in our parish, um, I'm, if you like, the spiritual father of the parish wow. and our constable Conatab, is this uh, the material father 
of uh, the parish. And so we have a close relationship that affects the roads uh, and other areas of parish life. Mm. But what it means is it just gives opportunity Mm. for me to be uh, at the heart of decision making and Mm. you know it's taken some time but I have a really good relationship with our Conatab you know over the years um, uh, the door is open for me to pray into situations Mm. that they've asked for Uh, at every parish like civic meeting I have a right to open the meeting in prayer. Oh, wow. And wow. So there's so many opportunities of bringing the gospel into yeah. these yeah, situations. And Jersey, the kingdom. You ha- I have more of that than I would in the UK. So there is mm. a really strong mm. bond between mm. church and mm. state in Jersey. You know, wow. Phil, that's amazing. But Heather has been anything but along for the ride. <laughs> and I think that's one of the most yeah. amazing things about your wife, Heather. Mm. Is that even though, you know, together you accepted the call of God for you to be an Anglican vicar. Yeah. And you've now been a successful Anglican vicar for how many years? Um, 20, 21. 21 mm-hmm. years. Yeah. Heather has been right at your side. Yeah, and even though she doesn't get dressed up in all the dog collars and vest, what do you call those vestments? The garments. Well, vestments. The garments. Mm. But they've been slowly over the years disappearing from my <laughs> right. wardrobe. So. Oh, that's good. You're, you're a modern vicar. A I modern am. vicar. But Heather has always struck me as being sensational woman of God alongside mm-hmm. you yeah. and full of anointing. Mm. And she can lead a meeting, she can oh. preach, she can MC, yeah. she can do it all. Yeah. Heather, how did you come into that? I'm very blessed that at St. Matthew's, which so Phil's got the two churches, so St. Yeah. Lawrence is more is where he's rector and that would give him the, the civic role. And in St. Matthew's, which is the church that I attend more, I used to do both on a Sunday, but it was yeah. with the girls I needed to make a decision to go to one. Um, quite early on, the leadership there said, we recognise that, you know, you're a team and whilst Phil's the yeah. um, ordained one, uh, you know, we want to uh, commission Heather as a leader. So they did that. We Come actually got on. the bishops o- of the blessing. time okay wow. blessing to That's do that. Because so this good. is quite, you know, different for yeah. the, Anglican the Anglican church. So which it's not that I was a woman. It was the fact that it's whoever's ordained. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because the Anglican church does have women leaders. Yeah. Um, Yes, the vicar, the vicar of Dibley. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> which is just what the Anglican actually sometimes it is a little bit like the vicar of dibley you know the rural setting at home but so um yeah so st matthew's commissioned me as leader and so that's where it went from there Mm. and you know yeah so i've been able to lead and and actually quite early on they said well to be honest it doesn't matter as long as one of you's there we don't really mind which one it is i don't think they quite meant it like that but you know what i mean they they saw me as as a leader in in my own right which which was again was enabled me to fulfill my you know what god has called me to do what he's gifted me to do what is my identity because that's what that's what's so important for all of us that we Mm. know our identity in god that we walk in the calling that we seek the things that he's called us to do Mm. that we've we fill our own shoes because we can't fill someone else's you know i could put duncan's shoes on (laughs) and the only thing they're going to make me do is look silly you know they're 
I can't be Duncan. Uh, I can't yeah. be Kate. Yeah. I can't be Phil. Sorry. I need to be me. Come and on, I need Heather. to be what God has called mm. me to be yes. in that church mm. yes. and as the mother of the house. So and that's wow. really good. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. She is amazing. Yeah. She prophetic. Is. And, yeah. You know, incredible leader in our church. Which yeah. is, She's so anointed, and ordained by heaven. Yeah. The thing I, yeah. I, I recall too, uh, as well as all of those things though, is Heather, the, there is there is an expectation of you. You have a house that is a vicarage, mm. belongs to the church, and is literally just down the lane from St. Lawrence. Mm. And so you've got this open door policy where people can at any time just knock on your mm. door for help. Mm. Like, how have you learned to kind of adapt to being available but still being who you're called to be? Well, I think that's it, you know, you are a house that's recognised for what it is. And, and you know, we're called to love anyway. So even on a bad mm. day, even if I don't want someone knocking on the door, you know, you love them and you, you yeah. deal with the situation as it is. And um, and actually, God's given us amazing opportunities. Thankfully, it doesn't happen so much in Jersey as it might have done in some mm. English settings where the house yeah. is literally next door to the church. Mm. So, for instance, when I was was growing up and living in a vicarage not because of my own parents but at the time there were constant knocks on the door mm. and um dealing with homeless people needing help but um but yeah it's just god has given us that opportunity because of our roles to be able to mm. to love and care for people mm. in a mm -hmm. way that probably doesn't happen for you here and i was just thinking because i guess a lot of your getting into the community in, it involves you going out into the community mm unless people step through the doors of church, mm. probably more for a Sunday or if you put on an outreach event. We have a church that's renowned for its glass. That's right. And so it gives us that opportunity because people come and visit it. So we were like, okay, how can we make the most of people coming mm. into the church? So mm -hmm. both churches to, to do that to some extent, but obviously when you've got tourists coming. So we set up a cafe so that we could cause people to pause, to have conversation with yeah. us so we could Genius. share Jesus. Yeah. Out of that, we've set up a healing room. So we have that now once a week. Come on. Where we have healing room. It had to go online for a little season. But again, that yeah. meant we could have mm -hmm. people tuning in from homes and they didn't even need to set foot into a church, but they could they could experience God's healing power mm. all around the world. So, yeah, it's looking for any opportunity that God gives you yeah. just yeah. to share. And we made I it our goal in... In this last couple of years that whenever we were out in the parish and we were walking, mm. we would intentionally engage people in conversation. Mm. So, mm. hi, how are you doing? Yes. Just because obviously this has been a season where people have needed to know yeah. love. Yes. Yeah. And right. hopefully we can show them the hope of God mm -hmm. because they're looking for that. Yeah. What could have mm. been a disastrous time mm. has ended up being a great mm. opportunity mm. for many of us to mm. get to know our neighbours, to be a bit more mindful that some people could be struggling yeah. with with the whole pandemic and the isolation. Um, but I, I think that's amazing. You know, Jersey is a tourist attraction in the UK. Yeah. And to have a, a famous church that's got this priceless Lalique glass. Lalique, well done, I remember it. remember what the name and of the glass was. People see it as a tourist desti destination. Yeah. And what an opportunity, you say, mm. to for people to come through the doors of your church building to look at this amazing glass, but then to to meet people that know Jesus, love Jesus, mm. 
and have that time to pause. Yeah. It's, it's just making the most of awesome. the opportunity that God has given you. And they sense the presence of God. Oh, they don't know what sure. it is when they come in, right. but they say, that this fire. church feels really nice. And then they'll wow. ask, what, what, what type of church are you? So we say, oh, you know, we're an Anglican church, but what you can yeah. experience is what you're sensing is the presence of God. Come on. Because God lives in this house mm. and he's come here. On. And yeah, it's, it's amazing. So good. Yeah. I think one of my favorite healing uh, testimonies was uh, opposite St. Matthew's. There's a bus stop. Mm-hmm. And a man was waiting for his bus and we had our healing room sign. And I think the bus was about 10 minutes off from turning up. So he comes into <laughs> church, has a quick look. Um, he's, he's asked, you know, does he need prayer for anything? He actually had a um, problem with his vision mm. and he couldn't see to the side. So it was like a tunnel, yeah, tunnel vision. Tunnel mm. vision. Um, uh, we, we kind of said that uh, it just takes a minute, if you'd like prayer, literally a minute. He walks into the prayer room. <laughs> oh. Gets his minute the of prayer. prayer. We were aware he was getting a bus. Literally gets a minute of prayer. That is, his sight is completely restored. Oh, wow. <laughs> he has a quick look round at the church and then goes out and catches the bus as it turns up. <laughs> <laughs> you can't I make that, that up, that. can you? I mean, that, so that's, that, that's good. So I, I hope he came back for more. <laughs> I don't know if we got to use Duncan's line of that's Jesus on the outside. Do you want to know Jesus on the inside? Yes. <laughs> he was yeah. on his bus. Yeah, he was on his bus. <laughs> well, that's the thing, you know, Phil and Heather, you and even your church, you know, it's about meeting people where they're at. Mm. And, you know, so often we can despise the calling of God on our life, you know. And I think of maybe mums at home or people that are doing a, a desk job that they think, is it? Is there any eternal significance? It's like when we're actually saying yes to Jesus, mm. whatever that looks like, Come on. whether it so is good. behind a desk yeah. for the rest of our life or yeah. whether it's going to a church that we wouldn't have ordinarily chosen for yeah. ourselves. Yeah. I think the encouragement for our listeners today is that yeah. whatever God tells you, do it with all your heart yeah. because he wants to bring that fulfillment. Yeah. yeah, and that you can absolutely trust him in yeah. and through everything. I mean, I wow. wanted to be a vineyard worship leader. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you would have made a good one. Uh, oh, thank you. Um, but God had other plans. Yeah. And, uh, and I said that and the wonderful thing for me is, you know, for Heather and I, the way that we've grown together mm. and just seen the different um like the yeah. way i've seen heather's voice come out more and the yeah. prophetic grow in her yeah and you know i think if we'd stayed where we were that wouldn't have happened mm. but the fact that even yeah. though we didn't know it we were prepared yeah. to take a step mm. yeah. to see the change that has happened in our lives yeah. come. and of course the effect it's had on our girls our daughters yeah. come know, and the way that they are has just been wonderful looking back yeah, yeah. so good yeah. so good we phil trust the lord with all yeah, our heart yeah exactly and yeah. i think that you know there's a number of our listeners that you know young adults that are at the stage that you guys mm. were at mm. 20 something years ago mm. and wondering lord how do i enter in mm. to the fullness of what i know deep down in my inside is what you're calling me to but i just don't know how to do that and maybe some of you that are listening 
you just burn to just really be all out for Jesus. Mm. We would just love it if you would pray, pray for our listeners yeah. and pray an impartation. Mm. Mm-hmm. And uh, and both of you carry that fire. So let's mm-hmm. give an impartation of the fire of God, and uh, pray for the pray for folks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Father, we thank you yeah. for this time. We thank you for every yes. listener listening, and I just want to encourage you never mm-hmm. to despise the small beginnings. Mm-hmm. You know, and also the importance of asking the Father for forgiveness for where, like I had to. Mm-hmm. Ask the Father for forgiveness for not wanting to be a vicar's wife because that was the call that God had for me. Mm-hmm. And so just it, it, whatever your mm-hmm. situation is now, Father, we thank you for the the plans and purposes you have. Yes. We thank you for the path that you have. And Father, we thank you for what you're doing. Oh, and you know, God is doing a lot that we can't mm-hmm. we can't always see. Yeah. And it's the fulfillment then of the things that are seen and the things that are wow. unseen. So Father, we thank you for what you're doing that we can see. We thank you too for the things that you're doing that we can't see. Yes. And Father, we just say, in, right now, let your fire fall. Whoa. Let your tangible presence be encountered by every listener and we just say father will you stoke the fires i had a word from the father the other day he is stoking the fires he's stoking the fires of heaven he's stoking the fires of earth he's stoking the fires in your heart so i just say right now let your heart be stoked by the king of glory may his shekinah glory come his shekinah glory is his residing glory where his presence is welcome his presence and we say father let your fire come let your fire come let your fire come yeah. yeah. And Father, we thank you so yeah. much for what you've done in our lives. Mm. And as we have freely received, mm. so we freely Whoa. give. Yeah. And we impart that fire that you've burnt in our hearts to everyone who's listening. We say, be filled with the fire oh, of God yeah. right now. Let your hearts burn for him. Mm. And I just had that sense of uh, those that are listening. Mm. Um, I, I know for myself, as that call of God came upon me, literally every day I couldn't shake off what the Lord was saying to wow. me. Mm. And even though where I wanted to try and put it to the side, the left or the right, mm. I just knew it was his voice. And I wow. just want to encourage you right now, as the Father is speaking to you, to receive that word, to trust yes. him yeah. with yes. all your heart, yeah. yes. not to leave on your own understanding but know that God is faithful and he will lead you in that right path so be filled with the fire of God let him burn within you with that fire that will set you alight and that will change and transform your life the life of your families and your homes and your children again I just that sense of just blessing upon your children those who are listening for your children to grow up to know Mm. and love the Lord Jesus with all their hearts Mm. that they would be fiery warriors for him uh, in the years to come and we just uh, impart that in the name of Jesus and we thank you Lord for your incredible blessings wow in jesus name. oh yeah yes thank you lord thank you. phil and heather you are wow. such fiery people wow. thank you for releasing that <laughs> you know the father's taking you to many places because you've said yes to that call and um you know coming to america it's become oh. very familiar now mm. being in north carolina mm. and um, well. for us catching up when we do um but You've been on mission trips with Catch the Fire. Mm. Phil, you know, you've served on a Catch the Fire UK board of directors. And thank we want to so thank much. you for doing that. Yep. Thank you for being cheerleaders of, yes. of the fire of the Holy Spirit. I yeah. think that's what I see in you. You're just cheerleaders. <laughs> yes. Come on. Of the Come Holy on. Spirit's fire. <laughs> and I think, really you know, we can have a choice as 
individuals do we want mm-hmm. as individuals do we want to be cheerleaders of the holy do spirit do we want to well? live a life in the fire absolutely of the yes, holy spirit <laughs> come yeah. on and you know we we've already decided that a long time we ago have, that we darling. need that but yes. the world is looking for yeah. those fiery lovers and yes. champions yes. because that's how the world's going to be transformed that's isn't it. it that's it mm. well mm. thank you so thank much you Phil so and much. Heather. Yeah. It's just been a joy to have you with us. We pray all of God's mighty blessings on the mm. island of Jersey. Yes, we yeah. do. And to all of you that are listening, what would your life look like if you love God, love yourself, love others, have fun, and give your life away? Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. You'll live a life in the fire. That is true. And give that fire away and go through any fiery trial, no matter what, because the mighty, all-consuming fire who's God himself, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, will walk with you Mm. as the fourth man in the fire that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego have walking with them in the fire. God bless. Mm.